Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever felt that your life has no meaning? Do you wake up in the morning dreading the day ahead? Do you feel lost? I'm Tanner Campbell, host of the podcast Practical Stoicism. Every Saturday morning, I explore the ancient texts of Stoicism and derive from them practical takeaways that anyone can implement to live a more contented and fulfilling life. Search your podcast listening app of choice for Practical Stoicism and join me each week to explore Stoicism practically and discover how it can help you live better. All right, so today we're going to do a Flash episode. This is Brian and myself, Mike, on the line. Brian, what's up, my man? Things are going good. Mike, how you been? Uh, I really enjoyed. We were just on a pre-show conversation for... Yeah, we spent a few minutes. A while. But man, we just dropped some knowledge. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to this one. We're going to keep this one yeah. short today and sort of dive into the big update, which is... Well, Brian, this, is our this is our yeah. This is our teaser show for our regular uh, scheduled folks. Uh, we are back, and we're going to be a lot more consistent about our our transmissions. And uh, this is just a little teaser of some of the stuff we're going to be talking about in the future. But um, yeah, and we miss Faisal. Faisal's on board. He's uh, uh, he's out and about, and uh, hopefully he'll be on in the very next show. But yes, this has been a very busy week for uh, the folks over in Apple. Uh, did you see some of these announcements, Mike? Yeah, so let's lay it out there. So Apple acquired Workflow. Yes. Uh, Brian, what's Workflow and why is it so important? Wow. Workflow is, the best way to, uh, the, to really define it is it's a scripting system. And scripting is taking existing you know, uh, programs or applications and allowing the user to interconnect inputs and outputs of those applications or subsets inside of those applications uh, inside of a grand, um, uh, you know, sort of procedure called a script. And in very early days, uh, scripting goes way back, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with the, the Apple uh, branch of this. It started with uh, Apple Script in, uh, in Mac uh, uh, OS 9. It came across to OS 10, and then there was a version, a more uh, easier-to-use version uh, we call Automator. And these have never really fully taken off. I've been a big user of scripting, web scripting, all kinds of things for, for decades. It made me extremely productive. And I've also been um, interested in the idea of using voice-mediated AI to execute and build these scripts. And... Um, you know, I, I would call them ontological recipes. And a script is really a recipe. It's an input, it's an output, and it's a result. And what Workflow did is they built an incredible scripting system inside of uh, uh, iOS. And it was very difficult to do because iOS is pretty much sandboxing every app into themselves. And there's 
other than maybe the clipboard most recently, there's no universal way to share data across apps without going into the cloud and making it extremely complex. And the, the, the folks that put together Workflow were just absolutely stunningly brilliant. I mean, and it was put together by um, Ari, who was uh, – he was a hacker. He was one of the early uh, iOS hackers. He would uh, jailbreak the phone and stuff. And he, quote unquote, went legitimate when he built Workflow. And what he did is he pushed the edges of <laughs> iOS. He pushed the edges of iOS so that he can have one app talk into another app and talk into another app. And, you know, there's so many examples. I encourage anybody listening to me right now to actually download Workflow it is now free. After Apple acquired the company, uh, they they made it free. But let me read to some of the the typical workflows. Um, one for our you know our payments listeners is split a purchase. Why is that a workflow? When you when you press it, it actually goes inside of Venmo. It calculates what you're splitting, how much. It sends out the messages to people in your phone book, and it's it, it's an automation of this process. It's actually quite valuable, and it turns out a whole lot of people are using it. And inside of um, Workflow, you don't have to build all your own recipes and all your own scripts. You can actually get other people that put it up there, make a PDF out of any web page instantly, log how much water you drank for the day as a top script, uh, play a, a playlist. I mean, things that sound like they're very innocuous, but they're extremely powerful because you can tie more and more of these together. Another one is directions to your next event. Now it takes uh, information from your calendar and it automatically pulls up directions in real time as you are supposed to be leaving. These are things that are automation. And that's what computerization is about, is really about automation. So workflows is a way to automate inside of uh, OS 9. It's been around for almost um, two years. So in 2015, Apple noticed them. Apple said, we're going to give you a design award. And here's the interesting reason they gave them a design. The design was given to them because of the way that they integrated, um, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, it's a voiceover. Yeah, voiceover. And voiceover is a, um, a system that pretty much allows people who are uh, site challenged to have anything on a screen to be read back to them. Now, this will no doubt allow people to understand uh, uh, my interest in this because it does have a voice first uh, element. So what Apple said at the time of the um, uh, announcement, uh, I'll give you uh, the direct read. I'm pulling it up right here. That's why I'm stuttering more than normal is the workflow app was selected for an Apple design award in 2015 because of its outstanding use of iOS accessibility fe uh, features in particular, the outstanding impl implementation of voiceover for, with L with clearly labeled items, thoughtful hints, drag and drop announcements, making the app usable and quickly accessible for those who are blind or low vision. Well, that sounds great until you start thinking about this on a grander scheme. If, in fact, a workflow can do this when people are site challenged, what happens when it's Siri enabled and people can just say, do this, do that throughout a whole series of apps. Literally, the user can jump from one app to another to another and do all these different things that otherwise were never programmed before. We know those as Amazon skills. And today, what an Amazon skill producer needs to do is they need to jump across a number of resources inside the Zambada cloud or their own cloud to try to do a similar type of thing. Apple's approaching this from a completely different 
almost egalitarian type of way where they're almost, well, they are open sourcing the power of programming, scripting programming, but no doubt just as powerful for the end user to be able to craft together a solution that can be done by, performed by pressing a play button or saying, hey, Siri, do this. And now we're starting to see the pieces being laid for what I call the new Siri. New Siri is going to be able to have new domains. Uh, intent domains is what Apple is calling them. Uh, they are ontological classifications of things that people want to get done. We tax, we put them in the taxonomy that allows us to be able to say, okay, order a pizza. What does that really mean? Well, the very first thing we have to do is voice recognition. We're looking at what are the words order? What are the words pizza mean? Okay. Well, we know what pizza is. It's a food item order. Now that's, that's basic, uh, a basic recognition. Then we go into the true intent. Well, that has to have context. Well, order means I want maybe to buy this item. Pizza is the item I want to buy. Okay, now we got content. Now context. Now we have to go into a little bit more intent. What intent is really there? Well, it's probably their favorite pizza place, and we can ask right now at this moment, or we can just assume. Generally, in the future, it's just going to be assumed, and everybody says, "Oh, it's going to be so many conversations." After a while the context of who you are as a person is going to be understood by your uh, personal assistant. And it, it is not going to need to ask questions. Just like you don't need to ask questions to somebody who's making you dinner. It's like, yeah, I'd like to have a cheeseburger. You know, you don't go down and. <laughs> right. So, so why, why didn't Apple build this themselves? Um, Apple is known to take raw talent out of the market as soon as it surfaces. Now, Apple literally fired most of the people in their Apple script automator department just about four or five months ago. It's my theory, and I don't want to say fire, let's just say they disbanded them. My theory is they've been working on this for a while and not have achieved the same level as what workflows did. I think what happened is typically, this is what's going to happen in every old company. Every old company goes, the ego takes over, even Apple. Oh, we have talented people here. We'll invent it here. We don't not going to hire somebody else. We're not going to have an outsider tell us what to do. So what they did is they tried to invent it there. This is the, this is the element effect infecting the Silicon Valley right now, by mm. the way. Uh, so, and, and it, it, it's, it's natural, but hopefully they mature and they learn. Apple has been very good about maturing, it, but it happens in spurts. I mean, they you know they didn't create iTunes. iTunes was an off the off the shelf uh, you know product that they you know uh, it was a, a MP3 um, jukebox player, and some of the original code is still in uh, the original iTunes from that acquisition. And they were trying to invent it internally, they didn't. So they looked hmm. in the market and they said, "Oh my God, it's already out there. All we need to do is take work." So yeah, so it's quicker to buy it versus build it. Do you think Apple's going to go down and compete with in home? Uh, product like uh, OK Google or uh, you know, Echo and Alexa are they are they thinking in that direction? Is this a is this a or do you think this is towards augmented reality to compete with maybe Microsoft's Hololens? Seems like that wouldn't be a surprise if Apple released something in all that domain. Above. All the above. I mean, you know, this first off, uh, voice first is not voice only. It's it's voice augmented AI. It's augmented reality uh, on an audio audible channel. So it's not. It's not, you know, we're going to, you know, a lot of people get me wrong about this. We're going to have things visually. 
we're just going to be using it a lot less because we're not going to need to see half the stuff because our AI, and everybody says, well, that AI is going to take 20, 30 years to get here. It's already here. It's already here. AI is nothing magical. I mean, AI is nothing but a fast-moving database. It's building neurons. It's building relationships to those neurons. And as the speed of that technology, whether it be a, a frag, a, uh, you know, a, a self-directed chipset that is being made, or even a graphics processor, it's a speed issue. And once the data set, the neurons are built, there's nothing magical to it. So making these pronouncements that AI, general AI, is 50 years away or 20 years away is bull. It's absolute bull crap. Here's what's really what's going to happen. Edge cases, AI is not going to know everything. It doesn't need to. Voice first isn't going to have every answer. It doesn't need to. What it needs to do is have a way, a method, a methodology to be able to find answers when it doesn't know it. And how does something that doesn't, what do you do when you don't know something? You ask. So when your AI doesn't know something, it will ask you to explain it. And if you're too lazy or you don't care or you're busy, it will go out in the greater web and learn. And then it will become its own agent and it will self-learn. Is that 10 years away? It's here now. It's elements of Viv and it's elements of Vocal IQ. Vocal IQ was acquired by Apple and that's coming. And Viv was acquired by Samsung and it's pretty much coming. Mm -hmm. And I, things like workflow will allow you to do that. You can literally say, hey, if you don't know this, go and do a Google search. Oh, but Google doesn't have an API. Guess what? We don't need one. See, I used to be saying for the last five years that the end of the API will be coming over the next 10 years. Let's, and workflow is an example. You don't Brian, need an let's, API. Uh, just, to, just to make sure that everyone's on the same page here. So workflow, explain to me what if, if you're, and I've used workflow a couple of times and dove into them in the past, but if you're a user of workflow, what, what are you doing? Why are you using workflow? What, what are they you know, does a developer go in there and build this in? Are they using it for a platform? How, how, how do you sort of explain or think about what they've built for the user? Great question, Mike. Um, until Apple acquired Workflow, they were on their own island. So they were at the mercy of Apple and the mercy of developers kind of working with them. And you can only work within a very small domain because Apple's not giving you OS level connectivity between apps. So you have to do workarounds and you have to do sort of interesting ways to make these things execute. I mean, even the way they, they, they make an app out of your, your uh, workflow is essentially what they're doing is they're installing a, a web page uh, bookmark on your desktop. And, and it's, it is a brilliant hack. So what they do is they uh, creating code and it's perfectly legal under Apple's developer agreement. They're building a, um, a, uh, link to a web page. And that web page is, is actually going to activate the app. The app remembers by a sequence of numbers what the workflow was that you're ordering up. So you can literally make a button out of, you know, every time I add, um, a calendar entry, uh, send an email to my, uh, personal assistant. Right. You can do all kinds of things. So how are people using workflow? They're doing it for things like that. Things that we use computers for all the time. I, I want to be really clear. Scripting and the power of scripting is exactly why we use computers is to try to get productivity, try to get to an endpoint quicker, try to get to a decision faster and to try to quantitize this into different ways we do it, whether we use a, you know, uh, you know, an operating system or machine language or prologue or, or C or, you know, 
all these things are just machoisms. It doesn't matter how one achieves an end result. It ra- rather, whether that end result is achieved and, and whether it was convenient to the individual. So scripting, a lot of people look at as a, as a lesser form. Scripting, when it is integrated into the OS, which is what Apple most certainly is going to do, is no longer a, le- a lesser language. What will happen is app developers will, will have the ability to open up every element of their app for the script. And why would you not do it? I don't know why you wouldn't do it, because you build the app so people use it, and scripting into it means that people get to use your app. And so if you built a really great database, a really great functionality, and that can script into it, get a result from that, take that result, inform another uh, app or another part of the script and, and so on and so on. I can build a series of things that has a meta reaction. It's much more powerful than any individual app. And what it does is it opens up a playground for not only developers, but for your mom, your dad, and your grandpa, because it would be so easy to use. You can literally at some point with, with this type of system say, Hey Siri, uh, tell this app to do this, and when it's done, tell that app to do this, and 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 you basically, it's programmed. You're now which a makes perfect sense from Apple's perspective because if you can increase the usage of apps in general, and you know clearly workflows design is such that they're enabling apps to be better intertwined, for lack of a better word, and functionality to sort of work between applications. I think that overall helps the ecosystem, which is probably Apple's perspective here. You know, if we can if we can get greater app usage, you know we're we're winning this battle. That's exactly the point, Mike. Really astute uh, observation there. I mean, and it's exactly what we need for voice first to take over, right? So the idea is sort of a chicken or egg thing. In the in the Alexa model, in the Amazon model, what we have is we have Amazon saying, please come to our platform, which is a great platform. And um, someday we'll find a way to monetize it. I'm not sure how or when. Uh, but someday we're going to monetize it and you'll make some money. Uh, I happen to believe that if they monetize at the 99 cent Apple iOS Android store model, it's going to fail miserably. That's not how voice apps are going to monetize, but so be it. Nobody listens to me. We'll see. Uh, but again, bookmark this folks. You heard it right here this day, 2017, the app model for voice apps is a failure. But anyway, you still, to create a developer economy, you have to create a financial incentive. The financial, the financial incentive has to be strong enough for not only for that person to build the app, which is by its nature, some form of AI, it's going to be continually learning uh, or machine learning. I'm using the general term of AI, not the strict term. People get mad at me. Um, and, and it's going to need ongoing support. I'm saying if you're still building this thing and it's and you only got 99 cent from the person, it's probably not going to uh, it's probably not going to do very well. So Apple is approached it from a, a really insidiously simple form, and that is, you know, we don't want the app world to go away, even though it is, but we are going to be able to build around this by making apps still valuable on a device. And But what we're going to do is we're going to put a, a, an abstraction layer on top of the apps that are controlled by a, something like Workflow. It might not be called Workflow, but it's going to be controlled by Siri. And what we'll be able to do is allow people to go into domains that they never thought existed before. So instead of having to, to just worry about developers, we can let the common person decide what domains they need for their voice first to be automated. And uh, we'll let them build it. 
And uh, apps will already out there. We already got the app economy. We'll slowly move people into opening up. And, you know, some apps are going to need the API for deep linking. Others just have a very single output. So the input and the output can be, if you look at it like pipes, basically all that we do all day long in anything in life, and we talked about this before, but yeah, we're let's about use it from a data process. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it from a data processing aspect first. Uh, and we won't go to the other aspects because a lot of reasons. It's pipes. All we do is we're, we're formatting information, period. We're operating on data. It's a pipe. And it's going to be constrained. It's going to be sifted. It's going to have screens. It's going to be sorted. But once you understand that, then all of a sudden when you hear people say, AI is not here yet, and, you know, machine learning, you start realizing that, you know, it's already here. Apple's already using artificial intelligence. Uh, anytime you're doing spelling on the system or it gets word suggestions or you, you pull down on the screen and you, it's Siri's giving you suggestions on apps, that's all machine learning. It's a form of AI. It's already happening. You go inside your pictures and Apple told you, uh, you know, uh, these pictures are all associated. That's AI. When it recognizes uh, faces inside the pictures, uh, you and your family and cohorts and all that, that's AI. That's uh, image AI recognition. It's already happening. And, and the thing is, we, you know, we want to make it more sexier than what it is. And, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. Uh, we want to have the theatrics of, of labeling yeah, this all. Right. Yeah, I think everything, we all think in terms of stories. You know, the context of it starts, it struggles, it has a breakthrough. And then, you know, yeah. people who are on from the beginning really benefit. Um, but yeah, I, I, Brian, let's let's kind of wrap up here. I think yeah. this is a great kind of dissection of uh, workflow and Apple and what's to come there. So look forward to the next one. Yeah, I got to I got to drop in one quick sure. thing about uh, a, another another side note about Apple acqu well, not acquisition. Well, in some ways, it was the insider uh, information. Yeah, the Brian. insider. All right, so. Apple is going to put out a uh, a video editing system for quote unquote millennials called Clips, and what Clips is going to do is it's going to take uh, short form video and allow you to present that in social media more effectively than uh, Apple's indigenous iMovie and uh, other sorts of systems. And one would say, what is the point of that? There's a couple of reasons. Number one, that is a growing trend. And number two, uh, it is a, uh, it is Apple's province to get involved in building tools, right? So Apple didn't make, uh, Adobe Illustrator, but they also did, uh, make other tools that were similar to Illustrator. Those are professional tools. And let's look at that in regards to social networks. Apple doesn't want to be Snapchat. A lot of people look at clips and they go, you know, this is Apple being Snapchat. It's not even close to that. What Apple is doing is they're making Snapchat easier for their own customers. They're allowing people mm -hmm. to be able to build short form video that is more fun. And what are they are what are they able to do? And I'll tie this together with AI. Is one of the things that we've discovered in the world, if we really look at it on social media, is self playing videos don't have audio turned up. And uh, the the um, the gods of social media have decided that audio is disturbing. Video is okay, but don't you dare turn the audio up, and that's disturbing. So we're going to self-run video with the audio off. And what what a lot of people have learned is that if you put if you put little um, textual uh, icons along the bottom, closely associating what the person is saying, uh, otherwise known as transcription, that there's more engagement into that video. So what Apple did in its brilliance is it took Siri voice recognition 
and it listens to the audio and it synchronizes what the person is saying and in real time typing out what they're saying. And its accuracy is phenomenal. You can do voiceovers and it will synchronize it also. It will give textual experience to what is being said in the audio. Mm. So Brian, awesome. Brian would you know, people say, Brian, why would you say this is a big thing about voice first? Well, basically it is in a lot of different ways. I'll only cover one element. I'll keep the other ones open for a mystery. It will make a lot of sense. <laughs> by the end of this year, it'll make a lot of sense why this all matters in a very big way. But in a very short term way, what it is doing, it's showing you the power of natural language uh, speech to text and how valuable that's going to become. I happen to believe that clips is not for everybody. It's going to be for a young cohort. Obviously, Snapchatters, YouTubers, uh, people who share videos on Facebook, you'll be able to take your quick video, you're talking to your friends and your family, whatever, your, your followers, and you have synchronized uh, speech, uh, text to your speech. And I think that's going to really revolutionize the new short form at just the same time that, uh, you know, Twitter gets out of it. <laughs> it's going to be funny. Um, uh, yeah. You know. And this is, uh, there's been a history of this type of, uh, type of thing. So Apple, uh, short story of this is Apple is in two new big areas. None of this is immediately obvious. Don't go around searching the internet for my ideas. You have only, there's a few people who are going to connect workflow to voice first and only do it with a little toe in the water. Very gently. I'm saying it's full on a voice first modality. Mark my words. Just like, uh, you know, uh, touch ID was a payment modality. Mark my words. This is going to happen. And we're going to look back at workflow as being one of the most powerful things that Apple has done, at least in the near term, to make Siri more available to everybody. Mm -hmm. And again, it's pure Apple at its best. You know, it, it, I really think by WWDC this summer, we'll start seeing the beginning of it, but we're not going to see the whole story until probably a year from now on how powerful this is. We'll just see the beginnings. But most of the, but most of the deniers, most of the people who get paid to be smart, you know, they're at VCs and they're consulting the world, telling everything's 10 years away. It's a 10 years away. It's 20 years away. Those guys, they're in for a rude awakening. It's already yeah. happening. But yeah, the, the IFTTT for Apple has been bought. And yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. But like you said, it'll take a while. And yeah, that you know, is our flash update for today. Yeah, absolutely. Dun, 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 and uh, we'll cover it on more shows, uh, you know, but we wanted to get this out out uh, to you folks. Everybody's been contacting us with more and more shows. And we, uh, we had time to put this together and absolutely appreciate everybody's support. Absolutely. Over the last couple of weeks, especially. Boom. All right. Thank you, Brian, and everyone listening. If you have any other requests for new shows, let us know. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.